You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. What investors like to do, from my experience, is they like to buy the performing sector. And right now, if you come to the mining thing, the stock that's going up every day is a Newmont, Agnico-Ego, Liberic. These are the performing stocks in our business. So why buy the juniors now? You can make money here and buy them later. And you know, eventually that shifts to the mid-tiers. And the good news is once that starts in the big ones, it always filters down. Look, Ivan's right. I mean, historically, when the big movers come and the Newmonts and Barracks and whatnot, it will trickle down. And it's not just about inflation, it's about um, M&A that I think is pent up and coming. With COVID, no one's been out there doing it. And that's some of my takeaway coming out of the BMO conference was there was a lot more companies interested in meeting other companies than they were in investors. And I think that's really telling. And uh, there's still a chance to get in the small mid cap you know, names right now because it is tough to raise money. But Look at what's ahead of us. And um, it's not going to take a lot to really rip these stocks. And and I, I look, I, I put my money in here because I feel really confident there's not a lot of downside for me and uh, for the investors that are coming in. So, um, but there's a tremendous amount of built up, pent up demand for the upside. So I, I think we're in a great spot. I'm Bill Powers. It's Money Stock Education. Thanks for tuning in. We're getting an update from Fury Gold Mines. Website is furygoldmines.com and ticker symbol F-U-R-Y in Toronto and New York on the big boards. Joining me is CEO and director Tim Clark, as well as the chairman, Ivan Bebek. Gentlemen, thank you and welcome back onto the show. It's been uh, quite a many months since we last caught up. And Tim, I noticed that you've been buying in the open market. Perhaps we'll start there. Uh, could you share about your recent insider buying? Obviously, you are bullish on the stock if you're buying your own stock. Uh, well, obviously, yeah. It's uh, look. It's uh, I think the 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 story really is transition. We've uh, jumped a lot of hurdles in the last six months, and uh, I wanted to bet on myself. I wanted to bet on the company, and I wanted to bet on market. Uh, I think this is a rare opportunity when you see this kind of dislocation in the gold market. You're seeing Newmont has been up a ton. It has not hit the mid cap or small cap, and uh, I truly believe that we've got the wind at our back. At the same time, um, this recent raise was really important for me. I was able to get a couple of partners that I have a, a long-standing relationship in, uh, and they're willing to take a, a, a you know a support in not only on the com- corporate side but also in institutional side. And uh, these are smart guys and really talented. And I have no problem putting my money next to theirs, and that's why I did it. So the press releases about this raise, you mentioned these two entities, it was kind of enigmatic and it kind of begs the question, tell us more. So when can we learn more about these two entities? Well, I'm not allowed to put anything out publicly, but uh, I will tell you there's a senior gold producer um, in Canada and also there's a large U.S. institution and uh, that has a, a dedicated area to precious metals. Um, what I would say again is that these guys are highly respected and they're, they're not just investors, they're partners. They're there to support us. Uh, they believe in how we manage the company and they're certainly interested in the opportunities that the Canadian market is providing. Uh, I think uh, just thinking back on, on my, you know, what I'm looking at too, one of the reasons why I came to the company is I really love the geography that we're in in Canada. And if you think about, Bill, what's happened since we've last spoken with the geopolitical risk that's out there in the world, um, I can't think of a better place to be than, than where we are in Canada. 
And uh, it's not lost on these investors and these companies there. They need to find new assets and exploration opportunities in an area of the world that's going to support them. And we've got assets that I think are really exciting and we're about to turn the corner. There's a lot of blue sky in the drill holes that we're going after. Um, and uh, it's a good time to be here. Ivan, both you and Tim come from uh, the market side of the business, so you understand how investors, including wealthy investors, think. Tim mentioned that there's a dislocation between the valuation of the bigger miners and the smaller miners, and you tweeted recently, the bull market in metals is happening a lot quicker than everyone realizes. However, it feels like it's taking forever. Could you elaborate on that, please? Sure. I mean, um, you know, I'm a contrarian investor by design, you know, and that's how we take on this business because it's hard to buy good things when the market's up. Um, you know, being a contrarian, it's it's tough to wait for the good market, but the toughest point is right now, which is the transition. We've all seen the volatility with gold, silver, copper, you know, in the last two months. And we see the majors performing. They're taken off. They've done extremely well. We know the juniors are next, but that next hasn't started yet. And we're seeing geopolitical events like the war in the Ukraine. We're seeing inflation out of control. All kinds of things happen where metal stocks should be flying in all sectors. So that's the frustration that really stretches the timeline. And what investors like to do, from my experience, is they like to buy the performing sector. And right now, if you come to the mining thing, the stock that's going up every day is a Newmont, Agnico Eagle, a Barrick. These are the performing stocks in our business. So why buy the juniors now? You can make money here and buy them later. And you know, eventually that shifts to the mid-tiers. And the good news is once that starts in the big ones, it always filters down. So you know, there's no magic bullet to when this market's going to start. You know, I have a, a number circled in on my desk here, $2,100 gold. I feel that triggers entire market. The whole junior market comes to life. The point there is it happens really quick. And before we got on this interview, I was talking to you about Keegan back in the day, started at 60 cents, you know, and, uh, and then shortly after we were in a good discovery and we'd go up 60 to 80 cents a day you know, the price of the entire company. And I feel that's coming for Fury here based on the assets, the opportunities, and, you know, what's kind of shaping up for us. And the last six months have been truly incredible from a turnaround perspective, you know, from the sale of Homestake and the financing that, that Tim has just put together here, as well as the, the, you know, reaffirming of our cultural approach. And most excitingly, which matters most, the share price, is the guys are starting to find huge windows for, for big targets in Quebec. And uh, we know Committee Bay is there. It's elephant country. No, we can't go drill it at sub-dollar fury. It doesn't make sense on a dilutive basis. We're going to be anti-dilutive. But in Quebec, we're starting to see things that move the needle for, for what I love, which is major discoveries. We're seeing it at Eau Claire. We're seeing it at Percival about to start drilling and, and a few other things that we haven't spoken about yet that will come out in the next two months. And you're planning 15,000 meters at those two targets? 15 to start. And I, I defer to Tim here. I mean, we started with one drill, uh, a lot shallower holes this year than we did last year. Last year, we kind of figured out where the, the low hanging fruit is and where the biggest bang for our buck would be. Good news is shorter holes, quicker turnaround for assays. And I believe we can scale up to three drills throughout the year based on success we're having, but um, being extremely well capitalized and in this position, you know, I, I think we've beat our internal expectations to be here. Um, it's
it's still really hard to raise capital for juniors. And, you know, I've spoken to several funds and other analysts and brokers who are complimenting the deal we did. And, uh, and for good reason, because it's coming, it's not there yet, but Tim's checked off the biggest box out there and there's no more uh, financial concern. And, you know, I know, I know Tim will talk about it here, but arguably our last financing we have to do. Tim, uh, could you talk about the treasury? I believe it's 16 million and 60 million in marketable securities, if I recall. That's that's about right. 16 million. We had 5 million from the Dolly deal in cash, and then we added 11 here. And then the lockup comes up in February 25th of, of 2023. So we've got um, more than enough to carry us through to February. Um, look, uh, you know, we got 15,000 meters in the budget right now. But, uh, you know, we're here to drill and we see a lot of opportunity and we'll, we'll take it when we can get it. I think I think the word for us here is we've gotten a lot smarter about how we're, we're going after these drill holes. Um, I think we're going to drill more meters and be more productive this year than last year. And that's what you want to look for in a company. Um, and uh, again, you know, we've doubled down in Quebec because we just thought it was better money spent right now in an area that's got uh, terrific infrastructure. And we've got a really great land package with um, potential for a lot of discovery, not just, you know, it's not just about Nunavut and we'd love to go back to Nunavut. And once our lockups off, uh, I think you should expect to see us go back up there, but with more money to make a bigger go at it. And uh, I think a year from now, we're going to be in a different environment uh, in terms of commodity prices as well. Look, Ivan's right. I mean, historically, when the big movers come and the Newmonts and Barracks and whatnot, it will trickle down. And it's not just about inflation. It's, it's about um, M&A that I think is pent up and coming. With COVID, no one's been out there doing it. And that's some of my takeaway coming out of the BMO conference was there was a lot more companies interested in meeting other companies than they were in investors. And I think that's really telling. And uh, there's still a chance to get in the small mid-cap you know, names right now because it is tough to raise money. But look at what's ahead of us. And um, it's not going to take a lot to really rip these stocks. And and I, I look, I, I put my money in here because I feel really confident there's not a lot of downside for me and uh, for the investors that are coming in. So, um, but there's a tremendous amount of built up, pent up demand for the upside. So I, I think we're in a great spot. I mean, really. Based on the conversations you've been having with corporate investors, can you maybe share a little bit of what they're looking for in a project that they might acquire? Well, look, they 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 absolutely want size, and they're looking for things to grow. And so there are other companies that I've spoken with that are looking at smaller projects, and they're really um, pushing for them to be more exploration and reach out and and make them bigger. And uh, it's it's why the companies are coming to us right now is because we've done a lot of the hard heavy lifting, and when you look at our you know our Claire for example. Um, there's a lot of white space that we haven't hit and there's a lot of drill holes that can be filled in and really add ounces pretty quickly. But look, our goal is to grow it and um, we have a pathway and we've got this Percival that's next door and, and some other places on the property, on the land package that are, could be really exciting. So we're allocating money to be doing more um, IP studies. And, and uh, again, it's, that's what you want in terms of as an investor to have the, the upside. I think just on that note, Bill, um, Tim hit the nail on the head. We're starting to show the potential for size in Quebec. 
And I mean, every investment's led with growth, right? How do I grow and how does this grow? Um, you know, having that past event with Caden being sold, you know, the, the metrics there was as long as they could see a return on their capital to get their capital back and tremendous upside beyond that, it would be an easier decision to make. So you know, I echo what Tim said, it's, it's, we're starting to see room to actually really grow things in one of the best jurisdictions in the world. Tim, can you borrow against that 60 million in marketable securities or is that, uh, what is the legal, what legally can you do with that? Uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you what, there's, there's no shortage. If you, you know, there's a lot of royalties out there and other companies willing to, to give you money. Um, but uh, I wouldn't want to take it right now because I think we'd be giving our stock away. And uh, like, you know, Ivan said, we don't need, we don't need to, to, to run out and get any money right now. Um, I do think that with the story that we have and the partnerships that we have, um, there is money available if that's something we wanted to do, but I wouldn't do it here. I think our stock price is significantly undervalued and uh, we've got, we've got an obligation to our current shareholders not to give it away. Yeah. And a key metric bill on that topic is Fury. You get the upside of Homestake. You get the upside of Quebec and you get the upside of Committee Bay all paid for in one company. That's that's double upside, right? The move that that we did with Dolly, which we like a lot, they're going to start a 30,000 meter drill program. Tim's on the board, you know, shortly here. That could turn into, you know, way, way more than we're worth in terms of a marketable security position. So, you know, I, I don't like that at all. And we've never had it. If at very minimal, one time we had it with a friendly investor for a short while, one of our companies, but you know, I'd I'd advocate against debt for sure. And um, you know, the values here, the, the position's unique to the entire space. I don't know of another junior that has a plus the treasury of 16 million. I don't there aren't. There really aren't. Um, I think we're unique. There's just aren't companies with that kind of financial wherewithal right now with multiple targets. And as Ivan said, and I think it shouldn't be diminished, this the joint venture we have with the largest gold company in the world with Newmont, there's value there. And we're not, we, that's not in the stock. And, and the anomaly that's in the middle of that property, we're hoping to be drilling by the end of the year. And that's one of our favorite targets. And then when you look at it, what Dolly's, we own 35% of a company that we love the asset. We kept the two board seats because of it. And uh, yes, we've made, I don't know, 23, 20 million bucks on it already. Uh, there's a lot more potential there. And they haven't even begun their, 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 their program this summer. And there's a potential consolidator that surrounds the whole area uh, with Hecla. I think it's going to be interesting and you can buy Fury and participate in all these things with one company that's got a lot of torque with a market coming at it. In terms of the catalyst within Fury this year, Ivan kind of alluded to, we should expect them quicker, right? With shorter holes. And is the assay lab situation in Quebec, is that better now? I don't think it's better now, um, but I think we're gonna be more consistent about how we manage it. So we're gonna have more results, i.e. the shorter, uh, drill holes. Plus, we're going to have another drill starting up in a month. Um, look, it's you know, uh, it's going to be a lot more about drilling results going forward, and um, we're excited for it. I think it's going to be good news, in in my view, because we've done a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting right now to get to get where we want to be. And I also think that it's 
an area in Quebec is starting to pick up. I mean, 10 years ago, you had to get a helicopter in there and now you can drive the truck right up to the, to the mine. You got power everywhere. Um, you've got Newmont is staying with your Eleanor mine and working with us on a joint venture. And, you know, Quebec is extremely supportive of wanting to provide jobs and support for the mining industry. And uh, outside Western uh, Australia, I think it's not ranked number two in the world. And we're, we're double down. Um, it's awesome. Ivan, final thoughts as the chairman? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the hardest thing to do right now in the business is to go find a, a gold discovery. And we're seeing that in many companies that have tried. And to go find one in your backyard in Quebec, and one of the, the best addresses for majors to be in producing gold, you know, it's, it's, it's the first part of this company, you know, secondly, you have two major mining companies as shareholders, and this does not guarantee anything except for you have the audience that you want that, you know, the guys who really need what you're finding, they're already shareholders in the company. So now we just got to go find it. And if we can get Quebec going into plus three to 5 million ounces or more across what we have there, plus we have committee Bay up North, I think it'd be a tremendous win, not just for us, but for those major mining companies. And then I do stand behind the comments here and, you know, the, the turn in culture, the sale of homestake, that marketable security position going into this market, you know, I'm, I'm a greedy investor when it's my company and, uh, and the team and the work that the team has done and everything that everyone's pulled together is really second to none. And, you know, I'm Tim and I joke a bit about it, you know, when is this going to stop? Cause we've been performing on so many fronts. We've been stretching our administrative, our CFO, our legal staff with all these agreements we're working on. And I don't think it's going to stop. You know, I think there's a pace going on with this company behind the scenes which you've seen underneath Tim in the last six months, I think it's going to continue. And I don't think this ever gets boring. And eventually it gets extremely exciting in the share price. So from this point of view, Bill, it's uh, it's it's the best position junior that I'm aware of in terms of opportunity and assets and, and cash and potential cash on hand. And the drill's turning. We've completed two holes. We're on the third hole right now within 10 days. That's a remarkable pace, which means assay results aren't too far out. So looking forward to those. Excellent. Well, Ivan, Tim, thank you for this update. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to be here, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concommitment with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. 
The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.